Uh, breaking news this afternoon, the Pentagon reporting that a Chinese jet intercepted a U.S. plane and it was unsafe. It was very close. There's cockpit video that's coming in. <laughs> Just what is going on in that part of the world? Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. He is the creator of the Takeout podcast heard on WTMJ's TMJ. His book is The Big Truth. Major's got a busy afternoon, but has carved out a little bit of time for us. Thank you so much, Major. Good afternoon. Great to be with you, John. Good to be with you, too. Hope you had a great weekend. I want to ask you about the debt limit and where we are, because as we speak, there's a meeting going on, I believe, in the Capitol um, mm-hmm. between the, with the Rules Committee. Explain to yes. people what the Rules Committee means and where we are in the process and where we go from here. Sure. The Rules Committee is the leadership committee that establishes the rules for any substantial piece of legislation that goes to the House floor for debate and passage. So the Rules Committee sets the terms of debate. Is it going to be five hours of debate? How many amendments will be in order on the House floor, et cetera, et cetera? And it is a tool of the majority party. That's how the majority party enforces its will in the House of Representatives, because the Senate is different from the House. Once a piece of legislation goes to the floor of the Senate, any senator can offer an amendment. That's not how it works in the House. Amendments are only ruled in order through the Rules Committee. So what's happening now is... The majority party, the House Republicans, are organizing the rules for debate on the bill to raise the debt ceiling and do other things. It's a little bit more unusual this time because there are some members of that House Rules Committee who have expressed opposition to this piece of legislation. That almost never happens. Why? Because, as I said before, the Rules Committee is an instrument of the leadership. And when the leadership says, send this bill to the floor, that's what happens. It's a little bit more uncertain right now, but just before I got on the phone with you, John, I talked to Tom Emmer, Republican from Minnesota, who also happens to be the majority whip, the chief vote counter for the House Republican leadership. He said the bill will get through the Rules Committee. It will take a few hours. There might be a little bit of drama here and there, but it will get through the Rules Committee. It will be on the floor tomorrow, and in all likelihood, pass tomorrow night. Wow, that's great information. Uh, Major Garrett is with us on WTMJ. It seems that we're learning in real firsthand time, what Kevin McCarthy had to give up to become Speaker. I mean, that's part of why the mess is existing on the Rules Committee, right? Yeah, so this is one of the classic rules of politics. When you have people who are in the same room, who have different agendas, they hear different things. I also ran this by Tom Emmer, and this gets into a little bit of uh, granularity, but it's important. So there are nine members of the Republican Party on the Rules Committee. Some members, those with the last holdouts to vote for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker, believe that McCarthy told them that nothing would come to the floor of the House through the Rules Committee unless all nine Republicans voted on that. Kevin McCarthy said, that's not true. I never said that. That's what they heard, though. I just run it by Tom Emmer, who said I was in the room. That's not what Kevin McCarthy said. That's not the understanding I had. They may have heard something differently. I said, are they mischaracterizing it in public now? Well, they might be. I don't know. I don't want to say that because no Republican wants to accuse another Republican of lying or misstating something. It's all being discussed in the terminology of, well, they heard something different than what was actually said. Whatever. If you're an instrument of the House leadership, which the Rules Committee is, you've got to do what leadership says and move things to the floor. That's ultimately going to happen, but we'll probably have a moment or two of drama between now and then. 
So, Major, the Freedom Caucus on the right doesn't like it. A couple of those members are on mm-hmm. the Rules Committee. AOC and others on the left, they don't like this at all. Is this going to yep. come down to moderates in both caucuses coming together to so-called, pass? So-called moderates. I mean, if you listen to Republicans, there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat. If you listen to Democrat, there's no such thing as a moderate Republican, because everyone sees everyone else as an extremist. But in the end, this will pass with a bipartisan coalition in both the House and the Senate. And some progressives, my guess is, will vote for this. And some conservative, though not archly Trumpian conservative Republicans, will vote for it. And they'll find ways to explain that. In the end, this will pass because default is unconscionable. It would do immediate and material damage to the U.S. economy. It would weaken the global economy all unnecessarily. And so we're going to get close, closer than we should, in my estimation, to that date of January uh, June 5th, rather, not January, June 5th, which is what the Treasury Secretary has identified as a default day. We'll get right up against it. I talked to a Republican senator today who said this could pass at 3 a.m. on June 6th, so it could pass over it, but it'll be so early in the morning no one will notice. I'm like, but people will remember, we're playing with fire here. And he said, you're absolutely right, we're playing with fire here. Um, but it's, well, this ultimately, to your question and to the answer of it is, Some progressives on the Democratic side will vote yes. Some conservatives will vote yes. And it will pass with a bipartisan coalition. Guess what? That's what you have to have in divided government. So the deal would suspend the debt limit to January 2025. Mm -hmm. I suppose, Major, it's no coincidence that that would be just past the next presidential election. (laughs) No no coincidence at all. (laughs) And a key word is suspension, because Republicans don't want to say they voted to increase the debt ceiling. They just want to say they want to suspend its application. It's rhetorical gymnastics, but for them, politically, they feel it's safer than to say they voted to increase the debt ceiling. They're just voting to suspend it until after the election. But the key thing is, and this was vital for President Biden, he did not want to have this argument again next year. When the House passed its bill, it only increased the debt ceiling until March of next year. President Biden did not want to go through this whole process again in the teeth of a presidential election in a few months. So the key victory, such as it is, for the White House is moving this off of the agenda until after the next presidential election, leaving it to that Congress and whoever that president is, President Biden or the Republican nominee, to sort it out. Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His uh, takeout podcast you hear here on WTMJ. As we came on and we're introducing you, new video was mm-hmm. released of an intercepted U.S. warplane intercepted by the Chinese. You can see the plane. The planes yeah. are, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a mile apart from each other. How big mm-hmm. a threat militarily is China to the United States? So it is not a direct military threat in the sense, and this is what people at the Pentagon say, it's what people in the think tank community that I talk to regularly about this describe, it's not as if the United States and China are ready to go to war directly at each other over anything other than a possible invasion of Taiwan. And it would be over if the Chinese were to invade Taiwan to take it back in their estimation, make it fully part of China against the Taiwanese wishes. The United States government has made clear we will defend Taiwan. That would be a direct clash with China over a very small piece of land in the middle of the South China Sea. There are lots of wargaming exercises that both countries go through on that kind of conflict. No one believes that's inevitable, but it is possible, not probable, but possible. 
Intercepts like this in the sky are not uncommon, but they should always raise attention because both nations know what the proper professional procedure is to check somebody out in the air, not get too close, and respond to communications. And when they don't, both nations flag it because it's more aggressive than it should be. And anything in this atmosphere that's more aggressive than it should be can be misinterpreted and can lead to bigger problems. Major Garrett is CBS's Chief Washington's correspondent. Check out his book, The Big Truth. Major, always good to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, John.